0: All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. How are you? Thanks for liking, thanks for subscribing, thanks for sharing it. Thanks for coming on back. Look, I appreciate you, all you do. I really do. Wherever you're getting the podcast from, Spotify, Apple, under a rock, wherever a podcast's available, that's where you're getting Cheaper Than Therapy. If you're watching on YouTube, I look like a piece of shit today. Don't I don't even have a fancy shirt on with 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 flamboyant colors and designs on it today, just a boring charcoal shitty Target T-shirt on right now. Um, But give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if you like it. Me here is held together with grease. Also check out my other podcast with my good buddy Corey Brooks, the Manxiety Show. Also available where you get your podcast from. That one's a little bit edgier in it because we can kind of two lads just banging off each other, not in a gay way. Um, Just you know. It going out there insulting people. And uh it's a little bit wild. Check it out over there. But uh also why not come see me live? Come see me live in person. Touch me, don't touch me, not allowed to touch me. Come up and see what it's like on this added just recently, just this week it got added to McGuire's Comedy Club on September 17th. That's is that next that this week? That's this week. I'm at McGuire's in Bohemia headlining. Come on out, check out the hour I'll be running. Also, on September 22nd, Long Island, I am at the Paramount Theatre with Dimitri Martin. Famous lad, comic, good, it's a good show. Come on out, see that one. Um, I think there's, what, 3,000, 5,000 people in that theatre? I don't know. I'm not good at counting seats. Um, The 14th of October, Utah, I will be in Provo at the Provo Theatre and on... Getting ready for the 25th and 26th of November, down in Florida, Madcap Comedy Club, New Smyrna Beach. I will be recording the hour special. Uh, finally getting rid of the material that I love so much, but I'm so fucking bored of doing. Getting rid of it, giving it out there to the people. Um, so yeah, welcome to the episode 176. That's what this episode is. Wow, we're moving along. I am exhausted. I'm tired. I don't know. It's a weird one, man, this week, right? It's a weird time. It's now Sunday, September 11th, I'm recording. So I usually record a Monday morning. Record, upload, out. I don't plan ahead, right? Usually Monday is my podcast day. But I got so much shit to do tomorrow that I said, you know what? I'm I'm here now, home alone. It's quiet. Let me just come down and record a podcast. But I'm I'm really on three hours sleep. I got back from Pittsburgh. I tell you, man, it's a weird... I don't know how I'm going to... I haven't even... Planned on what I'm going to talk about, but I know some of the things on here. I'm going to try to be as sensitive as possible with the some of the things we're going to talk about. It is September 11 today, and what I notice is there's no coverage of it. You know, it's weird. You have to go looking for it. Usually, the social media is plastered with it, right? Never forget all of that stuff. There's none of it there. handful of people, pocketful of people who were affected deeply, right? It's just kind of it seems to have just faded into the background now. Isn't it? It's just faded into the background. Um, I was I flew in this morning from Pittsburgh, and uh, you know there was no. I I expected the security to be just a little bit tighter. The lines moving a little bit slower, just to make people feel, you know, even though they're not doing anything. What are the what does security really do? When you go to the airport and you go through security, they don't. They're the They're on, what, $8 an hour? I don't know what they're on. Are they doing a fantastic job? They're not nice people. Most of the airports are not nice people anyway. I'm sure some of the ones you go through, they might be nice. But they're just angry people, angry at the world. They don't give a shit. Take off your flip-flops. Take your iPad out of your fucking bag. They're not... They're just trying to move the line. You know, it's like they're cashiers at a supermarket. They just want to get the line done. They're not fucking poking and prodding and trying to take those extra precautions. They're not. And it was just, I was expecting that to be weird today, you know. I expected it to be, everyone in the airport to be somber, if that's the word I'm looking for, somber. That's not a, a dance in Brazil, is it? Well, that's samba. Yeah. So it's, you know, just to see, I was expecting everybody to be sitting there on edge and everybody's just on the phone taking selfies. I saw one man at the airport this morning taking his phone out and trying to secretly videotape a Jewish couple that got off the plane acidic Jews they were and the guy looked like a goblin I will be honest with you he was very short I think he was like uh, a little person a midget whatever I don't know the, correct, the political correct term I am exhausted I'm on two hours sleep and um, and he was a midget acidic Jew and I'd never seen one before and he had a wife right with him and the, she was in the he was in the gear with the the, the, the hat and the and the curls and the the, the, the scarf thing around your waist and then she had the wig on, and uh, you know she as attractive lady, right? And then this guy took his phone and he's videotaping them because I guess it was funny to him. And I think that's creepy to just to secretly videotape people. I think it's scummy. So I just looked at him right in the face, like I knew what was going. on. He didn't care. He looked at me like, like oh yeah, that's what I do, I videotape people. It's weird, man. It was weird. It was no like you wouldn't know that today was the day. Uh, when five thousand plus people, I think, lost their lives. Very weird day uh, flying, you know. And then, and then of course I, I'm getting on the, I'm on a plane right today, and I'm going to go back and tell you about Pittsburgh and before I got there, and that was a fucking shit show by itself. But I, I'm on the, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm I'm lining up to get on the plane. And box this fucking these guys right these geezers. Fuck me, man! They're like they're 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 dressed. Like you know, like they wanted to be. It's like if Oasis fucked the Rolling Stones, and these four people were born, and they were a band, right? You could tell they were a band because they were, you know. But it was miserably raining in Pittsburgh. Miserably raining here in uh in, in New York. So why are you why are you doing with the big big sunglasses and and the bucket hats? And you're flying southwest, mate. So stop pretending like you're fucking bigger and you're glamorous. And they get on, yeah, man, yeah, man, what, yeah, with a... Like, I thought English people were, like, they were very loud. You know when people talk about Americans? Americans are like, oh, they're so fucking loud and obnoxious. No, English are way louder than Americans. Way loud. I was like, they were so loud, I'm like, aren't you supposed to be mourning? Didn't the Queen die, right? God rest her soul. Old lady's gone. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and be the typical Irish guy that shits all over the Queen. That's not, that's not what I'm going to do, right? We have our history with England, but you gotta, you gotta move on past that, right? You gotta move on, pick up the pieces, and and, and move on, right? It's I know my dad would be kind of turning his grave to hear me talk about this. My dad probably right now want me to go. That's it, son. Get on that podcast. I don't know what a podcast is. You've always been a failure to me. All you've achieved in life is just telling dick joke jokes on a stage. And now you're talking into a computer where not that many people listen to you. Um. But yeah, while you're on that platform, you should be definitely shitting all over the queen, son. Um. That's what he would say. But I don't. I'm not going to mock the lady. A lady, an old woman died, despite what her job was, despite what her title was, despite the history between Irish people and English people. She, a lady died, right? 94 years of age, good luck to her, right? I mean, I hope I don't live to be that long, you know? I don't know, who's, who are going to put on the stamp? Elizabeth II is dead. Elizabeth II died. But they were so loud, I was like, aren't you supposed to be mourning in 10 days or something? Let's be honest, though. Let's be honest, right? You know the way... You know the way, like over here in America, like the 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 there's just two sides. Politics it's very. I very rarely meet people like myself who are right down the middle, who don't give, a, who literally don't give a fuck. Few of them out there. But like if 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 big if now, I don't want algorithms to pick this up. If for some reason a president died, right, and you're like, oh, I really hated this guy. I really hated this guy. Everything he stood for was terrible. Blech. He stole documents, or 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 he can't fucking string a sentence together. Whichever one you're fighting against, right? If he was the president, and then if he died, and if you got 10 days off, you'd be a bit, all right, all right, I'm glad someone voted for him, right? You would, wouldn't you? You'd kind of let all the beliefs go. You would. If you did, If you got 10 days of mourning where you didn't have to go to work for 10 days, fully paid, free ride, 10 days, lads, that's two weeks off from work. That You know, you'd be kind of like, all right, all right, I'm glad this guy was president, right? I don't care if he fucked up the economy. I don't care about that. I don't I don't care if he started a war with other countries. We got 10 days off. You'd be happy, wouldn't you? So, you know, anyway, Elizabeth II. Rest, God rest your soul. You know, now we have, what's his name? Charles three. Charles Charles three. He's coming in now. He's the king. It's weird to say they have a king. That doesn't matter anymore, right? What, you don't do nothing. You're just a... You're just a weird man with big ears. Just, you don't control anything. You're just, you do, you're, you're. it's not Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It's not, let's say, it. although I would love a Joffrey to kind of rule England. Like that would be fucking great, wouldn't it? Like someone, that, like I, a lot of people, no, I, I, I started re-watching Game of Thrones. Um, which is terrible to watch during the day. I leave it on during the day when I'm working, typing and shit, uh, writing and emails to clubs and stuff. Social media, all that things, you know, doing comedic jobs. And um I leave it on the background, but wherever my television is located, so most of the day the sun is shining on the television, so you can't see the television, it's just one big glare on. It. So and and Game of Thrones is all in the dark, mostly, right? They're all up at the night watch, they're all up north. King of the North. Right, and you're just sitting there, and you're just looking at yourself. It's like you're on the show. That's well as look looks like it looks like all of a sudden Game of Thrones. Like I look good on Game of Thrones. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, um, so yeah, I would love wouldn't you love Joffrey to be running England right now? it Would be great. So yeah, ten days off. Good luck to England. Enjoy that. We would have loved that over here in America. Ireland didn't take it off though. Ireland, but the, but you know it's funny like all the jokes that are going around us since she died. It's you know it's uh. One, one person called me, I, I I reposted, So and the joke I posted wasn't my joke, I didn't type it out, it was a repost of uh, Borat pretending to be a king, and the joke wasn't about the queen, it was about the new king, do you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing about when people are sensitive about jokes and they don't realise what you're saying, and all it was was Borat, Sacha Baron Cohen going, I am the king now, I am king of the castle, king of the castle, do this, do this, do this, do this. And one guy wrote, you insensitive cunt, which I love, which I love because uh, this is my favorite word. It is definitely my favorite word. We all know that. If you know Thomas on a personal level, it's my favorite word. I use it all day long, all day, every day. Favorite word. Um, but yeah, anyway, so R.I.P. Uh, Elizabeth too. you know, uh, sad. Oh, oh, an old lady died. She's still a person at the end of the day, despite what she did. Despite the history she has with other countries and, you know, things that people say like, ah, well, she... She was involved in Diana's death and all that stuff. Like she got under the car and cut the brakes herself. You know what I mean? You just can't keep everybody happy, and 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 most people are fucking morons. But anyway, so let me get let. So there's been that was me flying the English group on 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 the plane, I was like, you know know you're flying Southwest, mate. Stop acting like and you're going to you're going to Ice slip in Long Island. Can you stop acting like you're fucking? I don't know what a popular band is nowadays. I don't. What are, what's the band all the kids are listening to now? Bon Jovi, little little of little great little marmalade, little gravy. Is that how you pick up a name? Now you just point at something in the house and put a little in front of it. You're fine. Little H two O. Copyright that. Little water. It's fucking weird. Spin the wheel. Little poker. It's actually a cool one. I don't know. Bon Jovi. Is that what the kids are listening to? That's what the kids are getting down to. Groovy man. And so relax. But let me take it back right so anyway I, I I do kind of find it weird that nobody is talking about September 11th but for me September 11th it's like I, I there's a, a documentary that watches every year and I always watch it and and the documentary is about it's it's about this story being told the same story being told from two perspectives and it's about a guy who was trapped under a table when the plane hit the building, one of the towers, and then he was rescued by a guy who punched through the wall, through the drywall. And then it's tell, it cuts the two guys telling the same story from different angles. Like, oh, I was trapped under a building. So I was trapped under my desk and I couldn't lift it. My legs were broken. So I started banging on the wall. Guy, guy number two, I was running down the stairs. I heard a banging on the wall. Right, Oh, I'm on the ground. I look up and all of a sudden this hand of God came through the, through the wall and there was, a, was an angel there he goes, yeah, I just heard a bang. So I punched through the drywall. I looked down, there was a man trapped. I put my hand, I said, take my hand. I'll take you out of here. This man lifts me up from the rubble and he put me up on his shoulders and he carried me all the way down the stairs. Like, yeah, my ankle was broke myself, but I was able, I don't know where I got the strength from, but I was able to carry this man all the way down the stairs. We left the building. As we left the building, the whole building collapsed uh, uh, right right behind us. He's like, yeah, as as he carries me out, the building came right down. I could see the building come down behind me. And he goes, every day, Every day I call that guy up and I say, you're my brother. You're my savior. God sent you to save me. Thank you. I'm forever grateful for you. And he goes, every Saturday, every Saturday without fail, I send him a gift basket. I have since, it ha- since the day it happened, I still will do it to the end of time. And it cuts the other guy's like, yeah, he sends, he calls me every every day and he sends me a gift, ba- a gift basket every week. And that's my favorite documentary. But all I was thinking is when I was watching this documentary, there's got to be a time where the guy just looks at his phone and goes, Ugh, not this fucking guy again. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I do that when my mother calls and I speak to her once a month. And when my mother calls, I go, "Oh fuck, here we go." All right, do I answer it now or do I put it off till later? Like, will I just take the call now and find out what what Tony Rossiter did next door? You never guess what he's after doing now. What's you know what I mean? Will I just get it out of the way? So imagine someone's calling you every day to tell you that. You know what I mean? Like people, some people do that. Some people call family members every day. You just got to go, oh, fuck this. No, no. And I guarantee you he's like, his house is just full of moldy muffin baskets. Like he hasn't seen his dog since that tragedy. Like the dog is just, got I can't find my dog in here anywhere. There's fucking moldy muffin baskets and fruit. Rotten flies are everywhere. I can't, this is just ridiculous. I can't fucking move in here for baskets. You know what I mean? And it's just weird because you can't, like when, when, when people like some people call each other every day. I don't know how you do. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'll get a phone call. I'll be like you'll never guess what happened today. Tell, tell me what happened. Well, I went to Starbucks. Really, yeah. As always, as you do every day. Yeah, yeah. And the girl gave me my drink and a muffin. I said I didn't order a muffin, but then she goes, "Oh, well, you didn't order a muffin. You know what? You keep it anyway." I was in a bank robbery this morning. I didn't even tell you. You know what I mean? I was. I remember, I was in a bank robbery. Someone came in, gave a note to the teller, took the money, ran out. We all fucking had to stand there and give witnesses. I came home. I didn't want to tell that story because you, then you got to talk about it. You know, weird people just would love to fucking talk. People love to talk. It's just a weird time. It's a weird moment right now, you know. But let me take you back from when I came down, when I, when I flew to Pittsburgh because I had a connecting flight. I flew from, from New York, Long Island, 10 minutes from my house, right? New York to Pittsburgh on Thursday at a show at the Improv. Improv, shout out to you. Shout out to all who came out to the Improv. Shout out to everyone who came out to both shows at the Irish Comedy Festival. You guys were fucking magic. You made me feel welcome. Had a great time. The shows were great. Thank you so much. So, flight six o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna fly straight to Baltimore, hop on another plane, have forty-five minute layover, bada boom, bada bing. I'll be in Pittsburgh by half nine in the morning, in me hotel by ten, have a wank and a shower, maybe go to the gym. Get on a plane at six o'clock. I'm sitting there, right? Now, here's the thing. Now, this is where I'm it's gonna sound insensitive, but I'm only basing this on a perception. And the knowledge that I've been given from other people in this person's position. So let me tell you the horrible part. Six o'clock in the morning. We're sitting there for an hour and a half and the plane won't take off. Well, we're waiting for a mechanic and all that stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> then we had to get off the plane, not working. So we had to get the A20 flight to to Baltimore. Before all that happens, every before we're getting off the plane, there's this guy up front. He's not old. He's not middle-aged. I don't know what that time period in between is, between middle age and old. I don't know what that is. Is he in the autumn of his life? More autumn of his life than his winter. Big fat guy. Hair slicked back. Just a typical, like, Long Island cunt, right? Just a tip. he was just really Long island Everything bothered him. I like, go, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? You gotta be fucking kidding. So he's a few seats up ahead of me. I get up, right? And he takes his bags down and all this kind of stuff. Right, as I'm standing, there. he takes the bags in from over my head. And I see a cane in there. Now I didn't see him. He only stood up. I didn't see him walk. And I go, all right, man, is that your uh, is that your cane, sir? I'll get it for you. Does it fucking look like I need a cane? I, go, I don't know. Do you? So he looks at me. And then he gets up, right? And he just power walks up the gangway. And as he's walking up the gangway, he's like, fucking Suffolk case from Nassau County, obviously. But typical Long Island trash. You know, when I say Long Island trash, you know who I'm talking about, Long Island and he walks up the gangway and he's like, fucking, this is what happens if you come out to Suffolk County. This is bullshit. And he goes, it wouldn't fuck. And then he starts to into the girl's face who has to scan our tickets to get off the plane. He goes, this wouldn't fucking happen if you didn't have a fucking a Toys R Us style plane. And I was like, and I just said, I said it loud enough for him to hear me. He goes, will you book the ticket, mate? Because I kind of want to, I felt bad for these people who were on $6 an hour. Who do not have any knowledge on how the plane works. And you're going to fucking yell at this woman... Who's basically a fucking waitress in the sky. So here's what got me, right? So then he's in front of me. So we're all at the counter getting our tickets changed over. Because, hey, look at... uh, Well, we all connect in flights. And I was lucky I got off the plane fast enough... Because the line built up. And he walks up to this guy and he goes... Watch this. He goes, they're going to fucking take care of me because of this. And he held up a ring. It was a big ring. And it's the ring you get if you were a Navy SEAL. Now, everybody thinks the Navy SEALs are the coolest fucking men on the planet. Toughest military around the world. There's no military that can match it. Maybe James Bond, right? Maybe John J. Rambo. But uh, apart from James Bond, John J. Rambo, John Wick and Liam Neeson. Fuck, that's a good list, right? John Wick, Liam Neeson, Rambo and James Bond. After those guys, Navy SEALs. So he has the ring and he's uh, he's up and he goes up front. And he goes, they're going to fucking promote me now just because of this. I was like, sat there going, huh? And then there was a guy, he was talking to a guy, he was showing off to a guy, you know, and he giving this guy all, uh, this guy who was lapping it up. He's like, you know what? Yeah, this generation, they don't understand what you did. And, you know, thank you for your service. And then he was like talking to the girl. He's like, yeah, I would have fucking taken a bullet for anybody here. That's the type of guy I am. And he walked off. Now, maybe he was, right? Maybe, maybe he was a legit CEO. I'm not. I'm really not accusing them of not being a SEAL. You know those guys who pretend to be military, but they're not. But I met one SEAL once, and I've met 15 people in the military, 10 of them who have actively served. And they all served. They're all heroes, I believe. I've said this before. If you sign the paper to be in the military, you could be sent anywhere. You could be sent anywhere, so you are a hero. One of my friends happened to be stationed in Korea where nothing was happening. His only tragedy that he faced was he was illegal to get porn in Korea, so he had no porn for the 13 months he was stationed in Korea. So, And he would go to PTSD meetings with guys with hooks for hands and stuff, and he'd be like, yeah, and I couldn't watch porn. I had to use my fucking imagination. So I know exactly what you're going through, guy in a wheelchair with plastic legs. Um, but I have just a huge respect for, for the military, but anyway, all these guys, and of course a part of you always think like, you know, because I'm, I'm an arrogant fuck, I'm like, I could, probably could have been a SEAL. I, yeah, I work out a lot, I could have been a SEAL. There's a lot of guys like that, right? So, but from the the one SEAL I know, the 15 people that served, 10 of them saw legit action, right? What I've noticed about these guys, um, they keep it to themselves. They don't talk about it. They don't brag about it. And they certainly don't throw their weight around about what they did, who they are, why they should get what they're getting. Now, again, this guy could be a SEAL. 100% he could be. He may, he may have, very well may have been. Or he could have been a Long Island cunt that just take, took advantage of a fucking ring that maybe was left to him by his brother. Uh, maybe I wouldn't say his father gave it to him because he was too old. So I don't know if the SEALs existed then. They'll have to fact check me on that one. Uh, did he buy it on eBay? I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't add up to me. It did not add up because it just didn't follow the behavior of the SEALs. That number one, I've seen interview and heard him talk about it. And it just it just felt weird to me. And he was just throwing his weight around everywhere you went, you know. And then when we were getting on the second plane, he's sitting there. And he's just complaining about everybody that's getting on the plane. He's like, oh, fuck, can you hurry up and sit down? I got to be like... I don't know, man. It got a weird vibe, but this is the part that disturbed me most of all. Not, it was not him. Fuck it. Listen, I'm a very patient person, right? I, I believe, and this is all jokes aside now. I'm going to be honest for you a moment. So I get to Baltimore. I miss my connecting flight, which is fine. My next flight was one o'clock. That was, I kept getting delays, delays, delays up to seven o'clock. I'm supposed to be on stage at eight o'clock at the improv in Pittsburgh. I still don't panic. Right. And what gets me through these moments of non panicking is gratitude. I sit there and I talk think about things I'm grateful for. If I don't make the show, I don't make this two other comics there that can definitely carry the weight. Dave Nyhill, Adam Burke, two funny guys. McThomas was a bonus on there for you. So I'm sitting there and I, I, I just I, I I've practiced gratitude and that gets me through any stressful situation. I'm like, Well I could. I'm glad. I'm glad, right? Because what I get to see. I talked to some old guy who is a CEO of Toys R Us. I got to talk to the CEO of Toys R Us. So it's 7 o'clock. The plane was supposed to board at, at 6.50. 7 o'clock, they still haven't boarded the plane yet. I'm like, I don't know. I'm calling the club. Listen, put these two guys up first. I was supposed to go second on the lineup. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. I had a ride waiting for me second I come off the plane. I carry one bag. I don't check in. Van club is half an hour well the show will go on Mick thomas will make the improv so i'm standing there and then down from i see him walking down is a fully decorated soldier decorated like now he wasn't in his uniform you know that the real the fucking handsome that when they walk into a room it's just fucking like a light shines on him like just hero posture and fucking just nobility and, and like there's a flag blown, but you just like it's like a flag blown behind him. Like just fucking him. He's America. This black guy walking. He's fucking America. This guy is right. And so apparently there is I've never seen this before. I've seen him online and stuff. like that. I've seen him online, but apparently he was escorting a body, a fallen soldier back to Pittsburgh to his family. So I'm sitting there like, then why would I complain about being delayed when this young guy is going home to his family? 24-year-old kid. It's all he was, 24. It's just a baby. So they don't let anybody board the plane. They do a little service while they bring him onto the plane. And then when we land, right, we get on the plane, we land, and then we can't get off the plane. Like the plane lands, I'm sitting, I'm getting text messages from the driver. Hey, can you come in? So we're in Pittsburgh and I can't get off the plane. I'm sitting right literally up front so I can click, fucking run. So I get there, and we now the family is on the runway and it's, and we everyone's you know if you want to put your hand on your heart to say which is very nice. Setwise handled it very well. Um, and we can't get off the plane until they take the young gentleman into the hearse and drive off. And they had like I think they had like ten ten military guys in uniform there too. You know the salute, everything. His family were there, very very sad, very. Um, uh it was sad to it was sad to to see. Um, sad to look at to see family members. Um you know, taking a, a 24-year-old kid home. <clears throat> but um, I was like, D- do these lads not deserve more respect than fucking Southwest? I was literally blown away by that. And I'm not being insensitive, I promise you right now. And I'm not looking for the joke in this situation. I promise you I'm not. This is how I think. I was like, do these guys not deserve more then, like is there no special branch of the military because hopefully hopefully there's not that many fallen soldiers that go home every day is there not a special plane that you can take these guys home to their families with dignity instead of fucking just throwing them onto south putting them in the bottom of the plane with someone's fucking golf clubs or people fat fucks are up above just complaining about how the flights are delayed you know, getting their alcohol. The Wi-Fi is fucking shit on this plane. Do they not deserve more than that? It, it, was, it was weird, man. It was really weird. I mean, that's a terrible thing to imagine. And especially Southwest, so they lose luggage all the time. That's a weird one to go home to. Could you describe... Could you describe the luggage to me? You know what I mean? It was... It was. Just, you know, it was, it was kind of eye-opening. It really was. It was eye-opening. And it was humbling and... and and it's moments like that that I'm glad I I practice gratitude. Like and that, and that's what I was calm the whole day. I wasn't I wasn't annoyed. I was tired. Had nothing to do. You know what I did do? Because I was there for that long. I did get an Uber to to an LA Fitness, showered in there, uh, worked out, showered, got an Uber back to the back to the airport. It cost me fifty dollars round trip, but it's fine. But like I legit wasn't stressed, and I'm so thankful for it because in that moment I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't get I got a chance to witness this. This this gentleman coming home it was an honor to. It was an honor to to be part of that. And It was an honor for this guy, to, this kid, to come home, you know, and to be to be present with that. And I was just so glad that I wasn't complaining, you know, just complaining. And then all of a sudden, I would have seen that, and I would have been embarrassed. So I was glad I kept I kept my composure all day long, and I'm glad I didn't let that bother me and things put it in perspective. So if you find shit that goes bad for you, if you things aren't going your way, just try it. Try a bit of gratitude, you know? And especially now, especially today that's in it. I'm recording this on September eleventh. This episode's gonna be released on September twelfth. Um you know, just it, it helps to know that people out there who have gone through a lot worse than you are probably you know, and that's it. I I I thought I would have made this episode a little funnier. I'm sorry, but it's a weird time, and it? it's a weird it's a weird time right now. But uh, thanks for liking, thanks for listening, or watching if you did. Uh I appreciate that. Go see me live, I suppose. Follow me on the social media, um, McThomas Comedy, Instagram and TikTok. All right, and as always, wash your hands, you dirty fuckers. Good luck to you. Good luck to you.